0: We've all had a moment in our life that we'll never forget, a moment in our life that we continue to tell everybody and we say it over and over, we hear it in our sleep, we see it in our dreams and maybe even our nightmares, but that's what this podcast is about. It's about that one time that we'll never forget, that they'll never forget, a story that will just live longer than all of us. This is That One Story. Throughout generations and generations, there's been storytelling. There's been everybody that just has that one moment in their life. Sometimes you regret it. Sometimes you'll never forget it. But either way, we continue to tell that story over and over, hear that story over and over. And this is what this podcast is about. It's That One Story. If that introduction doesn't get you fired up, then I don't know what's going to. Welcome, everybody. This is That One Story, and I'm your host, Matt. Also... Kind of go by the name Beard or Beard Laws. You probably know who I am if you've stumbled upon this before or saw it on any of my stories. But either way, this isn't about my story. This is about that one story. And today we are um, going to talk about Skatty. S K A T T Y. Beard Scatty Beard. That is the TikTok username and social media name. And thank you so much for sharing your one story. They named it Chewy's Arcade. And as always, uh, this is episode four. If you are stumbling upon this for the first time, feel free to check out one, two, three. So you get a little bit of a gist. The last story was a little bit more serious. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure if this is going to be serious, funny, or a little bit of both. As you know, or maybe you don't because this is the first time that you've been here, what I'm doing is getting stories, your one story, that one story that you have, the story that you can tell from front to back, back to front. You know you've listened to the introduction, but I read them. So if you want to submit them to me, stay tuned. I'll let you know how to do it. You know what? I'm just going to tell you now. Just submit it to that one story podcast, the that one story podcast at gmail.com. Shoot it over on our Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, get a hold of me and, um, Yeah, let's do the thing where uh, you you submit it, submit it as detailed as possible in an email, in a document, whatever it might be. And then I read it and I react. And uh, let's just jump into this one. If you made it this far, I appreciate your patience. Let's get into Scatty Beards, Chewy's Arcade. The story takes place in your typical small town in Iowa in the mid 80s. And for those of you that survived, know that it was a much different time. The playground at my elementary school, not mine, his, uh, I I would. Spoiler alert, I was born in the mid 80s. I didn't really grow up through it. But that doesn't matter. Uh, the playground in my elementary school was one of those classics all around steel tubing and that frying pan of a slide, all of which sat upon asphalt. So, you know, safety was always on everyone's mind. And it is wild. All right? I am old enough, I guess. And I'm, I'm apparently admitting it to it right here on the podcast. That I uh, I grew up there, and some places in my area still have these ones. Super super slippery in the winter and rain. Super hot, burn the burn the hair right off your legs if you were anything like me and had hair on your legs back in the day. And uh, safety wasn't there, but hey, we all survived it. All right? We all survived it. I don't know if that uh, maybe the old saying you got to be tough if you're gonna be dumb or something like that. Either way, we made it. All right, and uh, let's continue on to the story here from Scatty Beard. I don't know why I'm saying, it. I think he wants me to say it with like a Boston accent, right? Scatty. Either way, it was summertime and my parents had just recently moved from my little sister and I into town. All right. So they just moved again. If you're hearing my, me, it's him. Then then I'm, it's a little bit confusing, but we're going to get through this. Like many towns in the summer, there was a town festival ooh, full of carny games, food, music and competitions like tug of war and big wheel races, man. I'm, I'm picturing the scene now. They're painting a great picture. I, I can almost smell the carny game workers. I mean, and I can smell the food, hear the music, just hear the bells, the the roar of the all the people talking, the laughter, the screaming from the, you know, the little rides uh, are very sketchy and dangerous. And you never know if they're going to break and fall apart or if you're going to go flying into the next little town because of it. The big wheel races. Oh, man, what a good time. I remember my childhood. My brother got big wheels. I got laptops that were fake because we didn't have the internet. And see how that turned out. Anyways, this isn't about me. This is about Scatty. All right, back to what he had to say. Being that the big wheel races were for the kids, they decided that the adults should be able to have their fun with a race as well. You know what? This is a brilliant idea. There's a couple of festivals in uh, in areas. Again, small town. They have these. And they have the big wheel races for the kids. I'm going to propose that because of Scatty, with the Boston accent that, that they do this for, uh, for adults. That's a great idea. Oh, welcome to the story. Hospital beds. Okay. Hospital beds. So they did do bed races where I'm from, where you, you, ha- you're on a flat surface. You have four people, one at, um, kind of each bed post and then one rider and you push the beds as fast as you can. So this is okay. This, this could be done. They, they don't do it as much here. And I have a feeling because of this story, that they might not do it where he is anymore either. So, all right. So we're we're at this town festival and we've gotten to the point where hospital beds are involved, okay? Now, these weren't beds that they took from the hospital rooms and put straight into the race. Makes sense. They were slightly modified with two one-and-a-half to two-inch steel tubes placed across the foot and the head of the beds and extending out a couple of feet from each corner. The rules were very simple. Each team consisted of five members, one rider, four pushers. Each pusher was placed at the corners and used the previously mentioned steel tubes as handlebars. Okay, so I've been to one of these. Have to admit, not as much steel and probably not steel like they made back in the day. Everything, you know, it was built different back then. I don't know why I said it like that. Either way, let's continue to move on to this story here. The race course was simply a section of a street that ran in a straight line from block corner to block corner. There wasn't a designated spectator area, so we just kind of lined up along the curb on both sides of the road. Being five years old, I stood in front of my parents and sister. She was just two, so our mom was holding her, a nice little family, enjoying a sunny summer afternoon, unaware that was about to turn bloody. Before I said that, again, I was going to kind of paint a picture. I'm seeing, you know, the streets filled with stuff, you know, um, you know, people interacting. No, you know, staring at your phones the whole time, tablets, all that stuff, because they weren't around. All right. You know, it's definitely some sweet 80s style clothing. And like I said, parents probably pretty bust. You know what I mean? Whatever they're on, whether it's the alcohol or the lefties or hopefully it was just those two options. But either way, to, to paint a picture as well. Maybe there's a younger generation for whatever reasons listening to this. Maybe even people in their, you know, low to mid twenties back then, they didn't have car seats half the time. They threw you in a station wagon. Maybe you wore a seatbelt. Maybe you didn't. Sometimes you're even one of those station wagons with the seat. That was the other way. Yeah, that's right. The wrong way. And you didn't have to buckle up. You just stood there and hoped that you were just kind of hanging out more or less in the trunk and just hope you didn't get in an accident. Cause you know what? You didn't worry about things like that, but either way, again, cars were, you know, obviously built a little different, but Hey, Things are about to turn bloody. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Scatty story is about to turn bloody. And I have a bad feeling about this. So, And I'm I'm still curious uh, what the arcade is about. Maybe that was. Maybe that's the username. I should have done some more research. But uh, here we go. The race starts off with a bang. And so it begins all the cheering and laughing. We were standing about the halfway point of the race. I remember leaning out to see how the race was going and thinking to myself that it looks silly. And you have fun. My next memory is one of those beds being right in front of me and noticing out of the corner of my eye that no one was standing next to me anymore, followed by screaming and seeing blood. Oh, my goodness. Five years old. This memory is stuck to him. Like, apparently, what I'm guessing is the corner or maybe even the steel pipe of this bar sister was safe though. I mean, I guess this kind of comes back to, you know, I remember my childhood not getting the cool Christmas toys. You remember your childhood or your sister being perfectly safe and apparently an hospital bed hitting you to the point where it's, I'm guessing is going to send you to have to hang out in a hospital bed at a town festival like this. And, uh, the stuff happens nowadays. If something like this ever happens, one, they're probably not going to be able to have races like this because let's be honest, we're a little soft. And secondly, you know, they're, I mean, they're probably not people that want to get out there and exercise and push these beds in two or uh, three, I guess we're on. If, if this ever happened, these days people are suing in a small town. Come on. They're probably getting a lawyer that's like, call Gary and Gary, 1-800-SUE-YOU or something like that. If that's not taken, feel free to do that. All right. So back to the story, followed by screaming. He's seeing blood, not quite realizing what had happened. I just stood there. Until I was scooped up by my mom. Luckily, there was a nurse standing opposite of us on the road. She rushed over and helped my mom get me to the car. Probably again, no seatbelt, nothing, along with guiding my dad to the local county hospital. Which was another stroke of luck that it was just on the east edge of town. All right, I guess for being unlucky, we have a little bit of some luck. All right, with us, with the help of my parents, I was able to get the full story of how this of how it all happened. All right. This is, this is good. You did the research and I was going to, I was just, it's funny, uh, scatty. I was just commenting and, uh, obviously you can't hear this or know this, but, uh, I was, I was curious how you remembered all this. I'm, I'm hopefully, hopefully you didn't, but I would, I, I would have to imagine that at some point somebody might have this on VHS. So I'm asking all the listeners, Scotty, Scatty, um, you know, anybody that's listening and potentially might have you know, this footage from the mid-80s. If you have this on VHS, I do have the connections to be able to get this from VHS onto media so we can kind of see, not that we want to see it, but if there's people out there that want to see this, and uh, maybe Scatty, Scotty wants to see this. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Let's get to the end of the, this story. So you were able to get, you know, with the help of the parents, get the full story of how it happened. The hospital bed that was closest to our side of the street lost control, and one of the handlebars nailed me square in the head. Either no one had thought about putting rubber or plastic caps over the ends of the steel tubes, or this one had fallen off. The result was the steel tube cutting my head open just above my hairline. If I were any taller at the time, it possibly could have taken out my eye. Instead, I was left with a scar and an interesting story. Oh. And that was the last time hospital bed races were held at the Felix Grundy days. All right. I mean, all good things have to come to an end. Could you imagine the, uh, the, the people that still to this day go to the Felix Grundy days? And they're like, yep. Back in the 80s, we had this pretty cool event. We had this really cool event, actually, We where we took hospital beds, and we raced each other down the streets, the crowd roaring, you know what I mean? The the corn dogs flowing, and all the kids walking around, whatever they want. I'm probably still a stuffed animal from the uh, the, the, the sketchy carnies. No offense to them. That's just uh, hypothetical, stereotypical carnies are interesting people. Anyways, that's not what it's about. But the folklore of scatty. Shutting it down. Never again. Being the, re- I mean, you're not the reason. You're just the, the 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 poor person that, you know, had to take the blow, had to shut it down. But, you know, in a little bit of a, 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 I guess, a different manner, Scatty is an absolute legend on there. Scatty will go down in history of the Felix Grundy days as the kid that was able to take a hospital bed, a, like a really well-built hospital-style bed, steel tubing, corner of it right to his face live to talk about it doesn't really remember it probably had a concussion but didn't go through the concussion protocol because that wasn't a thing back then probably just got a couple stitches maybe some glue but thankfully all kidding aside there was a nurse uh you were able to rush to the east edge of town get into a local hospital uh you know obviously you know ma dad a little bit of some panic moment probably a lot of blood because let's be honest when you when you get hit in the head it, it it tends to bleed a lot. Uh, you got the scar so I'm curious I guess does the scar is it covered by hair if it was on the hairline is it still visible is it something that uh, you know you you pay homage to maybe maybe it's something you know every 25 50 years of the the Felix Grundy days you you and the scar should go back and just be like hey this is this is the reason that the Felix Grundy days don't have the hospital bed race anymore. It's because of me, but not because of me at the same time. But either way Just an amazing story. I'm glad that uh, everything is good. I'm assuming everything is good, Uh, that you didn't lose an eye because, you know, in the Christmas story, there was a BB gun back in the day that you could potentially lose the eye. But either way, all kidding aside, glad you're good. Glad uh, probably some sleepless nights for the parents for a little bit on this. But uh, at the end of the day, thank you so much for sharing your story because it wasn't my story. It was your story. That story, that one story, now that you can tell front to back, back to front. And if you want to submit your story, I told you at the beginning of the episode, but if you skip through all that, go ahead and email the, that one story podcast at Gmail, your complete story. Shoot me a message on Instagram, tweet me, or you can even hit up me on beard Law's Instagram as well. And we'll, uh, we'll coordinate how to get the story over because I want to share yours next. This is episode four. See you for episode five, Wish I had a cool outro, but I don't. So uh, I'm just going to tell you guys goodbye. Thanks. And have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to sharing your one story. Because let's be honest, it's not my story. It's that one story that is yours. Take care, everybody.